Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I was not supposed to be here today. I was supposed to be down in Kentucky attending Vicar Neely Owens' last service as Vicar Owens, and then attending his ordination into the office of the Holy Ministry, becoming Pastor Owen. But here I am. God's ways are not our ways, nor his thoughts our thoughts. What we want, we do not always get. And what we get, we do not always want. How true that is, especially these days. These days when we're getting an awful lot of what we do not want. These days when things keep changing so rapidly, seemingly going from bad to worse. But of this we can be sure, God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is faithful to every promise and steadfast in his love. For him, it is never bad to worse, but always good. And he has set an end to this. But just as we do not know the day when our Lord is coming again in glory, so we do not know when this will end. But he does. So until then, we wait and we trust. For our Father in heaven is always doing what is best for us. It didn't have to be, though. All this, this pandemic. And I don't mean that China should have told the world sooner so it could have been stopped. I mean that there was no sickness, no disease, no pandemics, and no death in God's creation as God created it. Only life. We did this. Sin did this. We are reaping the wages of the sin we brought into the world. So next time you think your sin is a little thing and doesn't really matter very much, remember these days. It's probably what Adam and Eve thought too. It's just a piece of fruit. So in a sense, the disciples were right when they asked Jesus about a man blind from birth. When they asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? They were right that sin had taken away this man's ability to see, that sin had robbed him of this good gift of God. But they were not right in trying to pinpoint a particular sin or a particular sinner. Just like sin brought this pandemic upon us, but those who get this virus, it's not because of a particular sin they've done, or because they're worse sinners than others. If that were the case, I should have this virus. Rather, Jesus says, you're going to see the works of God displayed in him, 
Rather than trying to figure out who is responsible, open your eyes. Because you're going to see God do something great. Undo the sin that caused this blindness and give sight to this man who had never, ever seen anything before in his entire life. And Jesus does. But he doesn't just decree this man's sight by his word. He could have done that. He did that with others. He also doesn't touch the man to heal him. He could have done it that way too, like he had also done before. But instead, Jesus makes mud and puts it on the man's eyes. And then has him go wash in a pool of water. It is a reminder to us of our baptism when this happened to us. When through the washing of water, Jesus grants us the healing of the forgiveness of our sins. And the faith to see him as our savior. Well, this becomes the talk of the town. Everybody is talking about it. Kind of like today. It's hard to have a conversation without someone talking about the pandemic. But when the Pharisees get word of what has happened and that this happened on a Sabbath day, well, this was unacceptable to them. According to their laws, not the laws of Moses, mind you, but their laws, Jesus should not have made that mud. He should not have put it on the man's eyes and that man should not have gone and washed. All of those things qualified as work for the Pharisees. And so we're sinful in their eyes. But the truth is, they had eyes, but could not see. They were blind to the wonderful work Jesus had done in restoring the sight of a man born blind. And they were also blind to the very reason for the Sabbath day. For the Sabbath day was set apart by God as a day for man to stop work so that God could work for us. To receive the gifts of God is exactly what the Sabbath day was all about. So in reality, there was no more appropriate day for this man to receive his sight than the Sabbath day. The Pharisees, however, wouldn't have it And cast this man out. He is no longer welcome in the synagogue. So Jesus, friend of outcasts, finds him. And in addition to giving him the gift of physical sight, now gives him the gift of spiritual sight. He sees Jesus now not just as a prophet, but as the Son of Man, the promised Messiah, the Savior of the world, His Savior. The gift of sight to see the gift of God. And this second gift is greater than the first. For this is the greatest gift any of us can receive. The faith to see Jesus not just as the Savior of the world, but as my Savior, 
that he died for my sins, that he rose from the dead for me, who made me his child. And we respond to that as this man did, saying, I believe. We say it every week in the creed. I believe. And every Sunday, Jesus comes to us with his healing for our sin and our death. We hear the gospel, all that he has done for us, and say, yes, I believe for me. We hear his words of absolution and we say, yes, I believe for me. We receive his body and blood and say, yes, I believe for me. And our guilt is taken away. The judgment against us is now taken away and is now forgiven. Because of my sin, there is the death and disease I deserve. But because of the mercy of God, I do not get what I deserve. But what I don't. Forgiveness, life, and salvation. We poor blind beggars now see Jesus here where he is for us. In water and words and bread and wine. And we will see him forever. Where we will no longer be hidden. He will no longer be hidden in these things. But glorious. We are given the gift of sight. To see the gift of God. But for now. We live in a time where there is much we cannot see. President Trump has taken to calling this virus our invisible enemy. You can't see it coming. You don't know who has it or where it is. And that's part of what makes it so frightening. We can see signs, but we don't really know. Some would say Jesus is the same. An invisible friend. With us, but you can't really see him. You don't really know where he is. But though we cannot see him, he's not so invisible as some might think. We do know where he is, where he has promised to be for us. So here, perhaps it would be good to talk just a moment and remember the three ways that we think about and talk about where Jesus is. Where is the kingdom of God? How Jesus is ruling as our king and acting for us in this world and life. And those three are his kingdom of power, his kingdom of grace, and his kingdom of glory. God's kingdom of power is everywhere. Jesus is ruling with his power. And that is everywhere. There is no place he cannot reach. And with his power, he is breaking and hindering every evil plan and purpose of the devil. He is healing the sick and directing all things for the good of his church. And this work is something visible to us, though sometimes invisible. God's kingdom of grace is everywhere Jesus is ruling with his grace, and that is especially the church. For in his word and sacraments is where God has promised to be with his forgiveness, life, and salvation. We don't have to wonder where those things are. These things that we so need 
we know. We can see them. They are here for us as he promised. And then there is God's kingdom of glory, which is heaven. We can't see that yet, but we will. At the time set for Jesus to come again, when there will be a new heavens and a new earth. A heavens and earth made new and set free from its bondage to sin, including pandemics. Yes, this too is going to end at a time set by God. So until then, we wait and we trust. We trust in His power as He rules the heavens and the earth. We trust in His grace as He forgives our sins and gives us life. And we trust in His glory. The glory of His cross. His selfless, self-giving love. As He came to provide a home for us. And is even now preparing that home for us. And preparing us for that home. How long will that be? Something happens every generation, though, to make us think soon. Luther thought that with the Turks warring and invading and then the plague that swept through Europe, that the end must certainly be near. The Thirty Years' War after that was so devastating, it seemed like the beginning of the end. Then there was World War I, the war to end all wars, except that after that was World War II, and the Spanish flu. And then folks thought the A-bomb, certainly that must be the end. Or 9-11, or what about all the devastating tsunamis and hurricanes that were coming? We're now this virus. But none of us knows when the end will come. Or how? But if all these things make us flee to Christ and his promises, then they're good. For he is the only refuge who can protect and shield us through it all. And whatever comes next, and then when the end comes, what we cannot now see, we will see. And we'll see it forever. So this story of the man born blind, it's really our story as well. We were born blind, but now we can see our Savior. We are outcasts of sin, welcomed by Him. We are guilty, but now absolved of our sin, guilt, and shame. The gift of sight to see the gift of God. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe in times of worry and fear. Lord, I believe in times of pandemic and turmoil. Lord, I believe in times of disaster and tragedy. Lord, I believe you are greater than all these things. Lord, I believe your forgiveness is my hope. Lord, I believe that as your cross led to your resurrection, so too the crosses that we now bear are for our life as well. Lord, I believe, for you have given me sight. 
to see your love, to see your mercy, to see your son and him crucified for me, to see that in him I am safe and secure in all places and at all times, no matter what comes next. Lord, I believe. So be wise, be careful, be safe, and be smart. Do not fear. Come and receive the body and blood of your Jesus, who has washed you, forgives you, and now feeds you with himself, that you may see him and rejoice in him, even in days like these. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.